Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Kathy. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Dose, Dose of Dash podcast. podcast. Join us and our guests as we bring you news and insights, information on project milestones and upcoming tasks, and as we celebrate the wins and accomplishments all along the way. Thank you for joining us as we dash toward the future at the University of Tennessee. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of the Dose of Dash podcast. Kathy, can you tell them why it's special today? Oh, it's special. We have a special guest today, so that means you don't have to listen to us the entire time. That's right. Jessica Thomas from Accenture is here with us today. She is our change management lead on the Dash project. Say hey to everybody, Jessica. Hey, everyone. (laughs) What are we going to talk about today, Kathy? We're going to have a conversation with Accenture about cloud computing and change management. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. We'll jump into it soon. Okay. Thanks for sticking with us. Like we said, we're really excited about our podcast episode today. It's a real treat to get to talk to Jessica and get some time with her just to have an off-the-cuff conversation about cloud computing and about change management as it relates to Dash. So we're really excited about that. Before we jump in to the topic, you know how we like to do things here. We have to uh, ask some personal questions. So Jessica, before we get started, I have to ask you, what are your impressions of Knoxville? First of all, Knoxville is beautiful. I love, first of all, the fresh, crisp air. I'm from Houston, so I was so happy to get away from the humidity. Not so crisp in Houston. uh, No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, so no, Knoxville has been beautiful. Um, I was staying near the Market Square and um, just lovely place. Walked around, took it all in. I know I'm excited to come back already. (laughs) I haven't even left. I want to come back. Well, if you come back, you have to record another podcast, just so you know. (laughs) Okay. We've given her all the good restaurants to go to in Knoxville, so. Good, yeah. She's got to come back and eat. Yes, I need to go back to uh, the Stock Stock and Barrel barrel. for Mm -hmm. burgers. I didn't make it, but I need to go to the next time. Oh, my goodness. This podcast episode just got actually even more special. What just happened, Kathy? Uh, We just had someone bust in here. Natalie Sisto from Accenture is here. Hello, Natalie. Hey, how are you guys doing? Thanks for letting me break in. Yeah, we're, we're glad you we're glad you hopped in here today. Why don't we just give you both an opportunity to tell the audience uh, what it is that you do at Accenture and what roles you serve in there? Sure. Yeah. Hi, everyone. So uh, excited to be here and glad you're listening. Um, yeah, my name is Jessica Thomas, and I'm a senior manager at Accenture in our higher education practice. And uh, for Dash Project, I'm leading change management for the for the team and with Kathy and Jonathan. I've been in higher ed. I've worked there since since really, gosh, Jonathan and I joke about it since I was a work study student on my undergrad That's campus. Right. So really, um, you know, look forward to working with UT as a whole and getting everybody uh, acclimated to the change. And we're excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. Natalie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Happy to. Uh, I'm Natalie Sisto. I'm a managing director at Accenture. And in relation to this project, I got to serve as the executive sponsor on the business process work that led to Dash and really helped us reimagine the future of the administrative systems and help establish the vision for value. And so this is my first trip down for the Dash program, so I'm excited to be here. Jessica, I have a question for you. Before we get too far into this, what is the cloud? Because you hear people reference, oh, it's in the cloud. Oh, that's in the cloud. What on earth are they really talking about? 
Yeah, I love that question because, you know, at a certain point in my life, I also was in, you know, what is cloud? (laughs) So I like to think of it as it's a collection of computing services. So think about your servers, your storage, databases, and analytics, um, even intelligence at this point. Um, They're all provided over the internet, and it's something that reduces IT costs and overhead. At the same time, the, the great thing about it is it's enabling strategic growth, which always improves quality of service and, you know, the delivery of what we're doing for users and also the employees, staff, and faculty as well. Okay, that sounds interesting. So why should higher education care about the cloud and what it has to offer? Yeah, that's good. Um, So before I wasn't a consultant and working with Accenture, I worked on campus. And I remember the days when we were always asked to do more, but with less. And the cloud actually allows you to do that. You can do so much based on the data. You can run reports that are going to help you make decisions even better and faster. And so really, I think it's an enablement. And it's just another tool to just set us ahead um, even more, um, especially in higher ed, as we want to be in the forefront of technology. Okay, that sounds really good. But I have a, I have a practical question. Can you, Natalie, tell me a way that cloud computing affects me every day? Sure. Jonathan, do you have a cell phone in your pocket? I do, actually. And do you like it when your apps get updated on a regular basis? Uh, Very much so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can thank the cloud for that. And I think that's what's really, you know, empowering about now using cloud technology in our workplaces is we're actually going to start being able to manage our work just like we do our lives and use technology like our smartphones in a way that we want to. So you could access information now that's secure, it's protected in the cloud, and it happens to be on that smartphone in your pocket. Wow. So... Thanks, Natalie. That that definitely kind of brings it down to a level that I can understand. You make it sound so easy. So we really are already using the cloud via our cell phone. My question is, Jessica, maybe you can give us some insight. Why is it going to take so long? The Dash Project, we're looking at going live not until July of 2024. So when I get updates on my cell phone, I mean, it seems quick and easy. Why is this project going to take so long? Yeah, great question. So Dash Project, even though it's Dash, it's really going to be a little bit of a marathon. So, um, and yeah, let me relate it a little bit. Yeah. We like to call it the marathon of sprints. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we say. Yeah. But to relate it back to that, you know, our cell phone analogy, uh, when you imagine you're getting a new phone and you're transitioning all of your data over, you're transitioning over your apps that are already on your old phone. But you, I mean, if it were me, I recently got a new phone and I went back through and I wanted to remove all all the apps I wasn't using, things that weren't Mm -hmm. pertinent going forward for me. And equivalently, that's what we'll be doing the same with the UT teams. You know, we'll be meeting and taking time to meet with, uh, you know, administrators and HR, finance, grants, and then also layering in all the change management throughout the process. And this is really going to help us understand what type of um, changes are going to be happening and addressing the impacts to to everyone on campuses. We want to make sure we're taking time to build out the training tools and resources so everyone can do their job successfully. We know, you know, we've already heard kind of background around processes that are duplicative in nature, mm-hmm. du- you know, different data entry points, um, which kind of affects the quality of data. Same with just using disparate systems and maybe you're compiling reports in Excel. So Excel is your best friend, but, right. you know, we want to eliminate that as much going forward because the processes will be standardized across the board. So hopefully that answers the question. 
Oh, it really does. It puts it in perspective. I can tell you, um, you mentioned when you get a new cell phone. So that process is painful or it, <laughs> it has is. been for me in the past. So yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. That that definitely gives a good perspective onto what we're looking at for this timeline. Yeah. And then I think one of the great things that comes after, as Jessica indicated, after you really invest that time to get up to the cloud, then those quick updates like we're talking about for your cell phone where it just updates overnight, that's what now you'll be able to have on your software for the university. So we're going to be a lot more efficient is what you're saying. A lot more efficient, a lot more up to date, and it won't take a Dash project to really modernize a process. And it'll just come on a quarterly basis at a minimum, if not more frequently, where your business processes are going to continue to be optimized by your software. Okay, that's great, Natalie. I really appreciate that. And I think that sort of cues me into roll into the next question because you kind of hit on it, but it makes me think, you know, for our end users out there that might be listening to this podcast, what can they expect once we go live? How will their, will their lives be different in this cloud environment than maybe it is today on our existing iris system? Jessica, can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. So great question. I think one, one of the, we were talking about how, why it takes so long. What we do is throughout this process and throughout all of our project phases, um, our change team is working with UT and our analysts as well to identify change impacts, meaning how will your world change going forward? And we'll be, you know, building out all of that. But really, I mean, as a short answer, things will be much more efficient. Your jobs should be easier. It's going to be kind of a growing pain, I'll say. Um, we'll acknowledge that uh, where you, you know, think of you might be, like I mentioned earlier, downloading reports, loading it to Excel, sharing it and emailing it or dropping it in a box folder somewhere when really later that might be two steps. You know, you're going to have an automated report that's available to you. So just think of efficiencies um, and also consistent processes. That's going to be key. I mean, you know, throughout the campuses, there's probably right now different people who know more and they're doing it a little differently in certain processes. But when it's streamlined, things are more accurate. Risk is lowered. And really just it's that ease of job. So hopefully it's just going to be making your your jobs easier and you can focus on maybe higher touch processes like helping customer services, ultimately helping faculty do their jobs with students and um, serving staff with, you know, just HR questions, benefits and things you can counsel rather than, you know, task driven items. Well, I don't know about everybody else out there, but I can certainly resonate with making my job easier. So that sounds exciting (laughs) to me. I'm all on board with that. While we've got both of you here, I think I'd like to switch gears for a little bit and maybe spend some time talking about change management, specifically organizational change management or what we think of as the people side of change. And I would like to start off with a question for Natalie. When I think about Dash, I think about the technical impact of a project like this, and I think about it like a technical project. I think that's a natural inclination. But Natalie, I think you have some insight to what else is going on here and maybe some different ways to think about Dash beyond just the technology that's changing. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Because let's be clear, if somebody asked me to design the technology, it would not work appropriately. (laughs) We need the people to also be involved in co-creating the business processes and the business practices and co-creating the future state alongside the technologists. So love my technology colleagues. And we also need to make sure that we're helping to design the future. So I think you're telling me that the people are just as important as the software. Is that true? (laughs) Absolutely. At the end of the day, the software is there for all of us people to use, right? Yeah. 
And I think one of the things, Jonathan, that I would call out is that this is a co-creation opportunity. And I see the light bulbs go off typically in these transformation programs about 25 to 30 percent of the way through when people realize that they are part of the change. Mm -hmm. It might seem like you're not at first. And then maybe you are participating in a design session or maybe one of your colleagues is serving on the TMT and people really do realize that they can have a stake in designing the future. So while we've got you all here, I think it would be great for our end users to hear you all talk about change management. Like what is change management to each of you? And talk about how important it is on a project like this. Yeah. For me, change management is about empowering people to do their work in a more efficient way. And it happens to be through a large program of technology. But at the end of the day, it's just about people helping people. I love that. Jessica, what do you think? Yeah, no, that's great. I don't know how I can follow that up. But I I love change management. And I think it's part of the listening and really Mm. hearing, you know, the uh, users and our stakeholders and helping them, like Natalie said, be successful and get be empowered to do their job. So we might have tactical, quote unquote, training, the communications, but it's all of those things that we build and behind the scenes that are going to enable everyone to do their jobs and do them well. So Jessica, are you saying that our end users have an advocate? Oh, definitely. That's a great question. Well, one, we have the change team that's on the project and then also the TMT members um, that are out there. And really the advocates are anybody who's excited about the project. And and really that can be anybody. I think there's uh, strong leadership to support the changes that we're um, implementing. And those advocates are, you know, us on the project team that are listening to identify where we can um, identify change impacts. And like I said, build out deep training, have communications, keep everyone informed and, and provide that transparency, which is part of the DASH guidelines and principles. So I love that. And when I hear you say advocate, it's the perfect opportunity for me to make a shameless plug for our Friends of DASH website. So we include this link in most of our episodes and in the podcast uh, description, that general area for the podcast. But please, if you are not yet a friend of Dash, if you haven't signed up to become a friend of Dash, please click on the links that we've provided and, and do that because that is our way to keep you informed with what we believe you need to know and what the pertinent information is. And it's where we're going to have all kinds of information coming up down the road uh, about training opportunities and resource opportunities and all that kind of stuff, because we really do want this to be a project that touches you where you are. We want this to be an inclusive project. We want you to understand that we are here to advocate for you, our end users. I think Kathy and I understand from where we are on the Iris Help Desk today how difficult the job can be out there. And we do empathize with the workload that is on you. And we want to help. Um, We want to provide the resources. We want to, Natalie, I think you said the word empowered. We want end users to feel empowered. So when July 1st, 2024 comes, you feel excited and ready about the road ahead. So again, um, shameless plug there for the website, but I think that's important to say. Okay, Natalie, you look like you've got something else you want to share with us. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we also know that one flipping of the switch of a new system cannot change everything. Right. And so one of the things that will be really critical for the entire UT community is to understand not only what can improve and change at that first go live, but also knowing that then you can continue to advocate for that change over time and make changes in a more nimble manner moving forward. 
Oh, so I love that. Really, Jonathan and Kathy, the change effort has just begun. <laughs> Job security. Huh? Right. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Natalie, for that explanation. This is also helpful. Like Jonathan said, we are learning so much each day about change management. Jessica, I have a pretty loaded question for you. As you know, part of change management is helping people get over those fears of what is my job going to look like and how how am I going to know how to do my job? So, of course, we've already heard people asking about training. When am I going to be trained? When can I see the new system? Why can't I see it now? How am I going to be ready to go when, you know, that proverbial switch is flipped? And I am I going to know how to do what I need to do? what I need to do that first day. So can you talk a little bit about what we can expect when it comes to training? Yeah, great question. And you have loaded question a little bit, but I love it because it's it's what's happening, right? People are excited and you know, we want to hear about what else is going on, what it's going to look like, like you said. I will say, you know, I think we mentioned Dash is a marathon. So it's going to be a, a long-term thing. And for training, you know, we that we will definitely be building our tools, our resource guides, everything like that to help users and you, you know you all listening do your jobs or even if you're not in in dash and for your daily job it's also how to use it to change your address. How do you check your pay stub, things of that nature. So all of those materials will be built out. Uh I also think it's important that as a journey, it's going to take input as that we gather along the way before we go live to build out the materials and the tools that people will need. So I think the the training question, great question. It's almost a little, I'll say cart before the horse, because one, we need to figure out what our system is going to be designed to look like. And that way we'll know what to put in the training materials, for example. So um, like I said, this is a a journey and a marathon full of phases. And we'll, you know, our team will be, sounds like Jonathan, Kathy will, and through this podcast and your Friends of Dash website, we'll be keeping people updated on the progress and training is going to be an exciting time to jump into that and you'll you'll get hands-on experience with that. Great. So I think what I hear you saying is that I shouldn't be looking for training tomorrow, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's going to be provided perfect timing right when it's needed. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like if you study too too well in advance and then, oh no, your, your subject matter already changed and you're not going to be able to do anything. You're going to have to restudy again. Right, right. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's all timed out. And like I said, a lot of it, it's building that information, understanding where we need to focus training on and building that. So that way, when July 2024 comes, they are ready to hit the ground running. So I think maybe a good way to wrap up here is we've already, thankfully, I think this is a really, really great sign we've already gotten a lot of feedback from end users, you know, asking what they can do, which is wonderful. We love the energy. We love the momentum. We love the excitement. So I think a good thing to talk about kind of like, I don't know, almost a call to action really for today is let's talk a little bit about what can users be doing right now? You know, some people we know are heavily involved on the project in various stakeholder groups across the state. Some people are, you know, moderately involved and some people it really hasn't touched yet. So so can we talk about those users and what really they can be doing to stay engaged today? Yeah, great question. So, yeah, definitely you'll, you know, you, like Jonathan just said, you know, you might be heavily involved. You might be in design sessions because we're in the design phase right now. Or maybe you're just like, wow, what is Dash? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. And there's plenty of resources already out there that we that are going to help you learn that. How do you spell that? Yeah. D-A. No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's going to be varying pieces. So right now, say you're not involved in design sessions. Definitely step one, I'd say join Friends of Dash. You know, another plug for that, just because I think that's just a very important resource and essentially it's a the Dash community. It's the UT community. So that's 
a, a tactical piece that you can do. Also, stay curious. Definitely don't forget that Dash is happening if you're not seeing it day to day. It's happening yeah, behind the that. scenes. And then eventually as we move into different phases, it'll move to you know testing. There's going to be a different group of people testing across the UT campuses and institutes. And then ultimately, it'll be a different groups targeted for the training and ultimately roll that out to everyone. So it is a little bit, it might feel like a waiting game right now, but things are happening behind the scenes. We'll be as transparent as possible in terms of giving everybody the background and what's going on and engaging. I think there's also, you know, who knows, maybe we'll have uh, campus users on the podcast in the future. Oh, that's right. We, we have all sorts of ideas for guests on this show. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that, yeah, I think keep your excitement, ask questions, be curious, stay excited, stay joyful about it. I think it's an exciting time to be at UT. Yeah, that's perfect. I do too. We're really excited about the work going on, about the involvement all across the state. Well, yeah, we're just excited for what lies ahead. It's And it's an exciting thing to be working on. I don't even know if I've ever told him this, but one of my favorite things that Ramon says is you got to do it after the concrete's poured, but before the concrete's set. So I feel like if I'm if I'm kind of relaying that metaphor to this, we're just mixing the concrete right now. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. You're even creating like how much rock do we need right now? How much water do we need? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that analogy. So eventually we will pour this concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And before it's dried and before it's even poured, we'll have communications and training set up for people. So it's exciting. That's great. Well, thank you. This was really like really a treat to have you and Natalie in here today. We appreciate it so much. And we appreciate everybody listening. That, um, Kathy, is there anything you want to add? Just a big thank you to both Natalie and Jessica. John Jonathan and I are learning so much as we go. So we certainly appreciate their time today. All right, thank you all for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Awesome. Talk to you all soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dose of Dash. A big thanks to everyone who helped us make this episode possible. And a big thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in as we pursue this change together. Check back here regularly for new episodes and updates. And please share this podcast with others. Word of mouth can be the best way to help this effort grow. And it's a great way to keep our Friends of Dash informed. Be sure to visit our Friends of Dash site for more information and resources. You should see the link in the About section for this podcast. Do you have a Dash question you would like answered? Please email it to dash at tennessee.edu. You never know. It just might show up on this podcast. Talk Talk to to you you soon. soon.